You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org. Perspectives on prayer. So my job today is to kind of introduce the series. So I'll be telling you a little bit about why we've chosen to do it and um, you know, what we're going to sort of cover over the next few months. And I would say that my relationship with prayer has changed quite a bit over the years. And to be honest, there have been times, and there still are times, when I've found it really hard to pray or to understand the purpose or the function of prayer. So like many of you, I'm sure I've been through periods in my life where I've deconstructed lots of the faith that I've kind of grown up with. Um, And prayer has been something that sometimes I've sort of struggled to rebuild, I guess, when all those questions have been asked and often not answered. So a few years ago now, during one particular period of such deconstruction and questioning, I just began to get really irritated by Christians praying for things like parking spaces and prosperity rather than things that really mattered, like justice and equality. And so I decided that prayer was a little bit stupid and I wasn't going to do it much anymore. And at this time, I was driving around a pretty battered old car and the stereo had broken. I was driving somewhere with a friend and we were talking about prayer and I poured out all my questions to her. Why does God seem to answer some prayers and not others? How does God make decisions about which prayers to answer and which prayers not to? Does God not answer prayers sometimes because of my lack of faith, or is it for another reason? How much does God act and intervene in the circumstances of our daily lives? Is God all-powerful, or does he not have control over some aspects of our existence? And if God is all-powerful, then why is evil so constant, and does prayer really do anything to defeat it? And why do some people seem to have these really cool, like crazy stories of praying for miracles and healing, and I don't? Why do I sometimes just not really want to pray at all? And what is prayer actually for? What's the purpose of it? You feel sorry for her now that she was trapped in a car with me while I was listing all these questions, and that isn't even the end of the list. (laughs) So we were in this car and we were driving into a supermarket car park on a very busy Saturday and I sarcastically decided to pray for a parking space in my best TV evangelist accent. So I'd say it was like a cross between Forrest Gump and Billy Graham. I won't do the accent now, but maybe later. So to my shock and slight horror, as I reeled off this sarcastic prayer, a parking space right in front of the entrance suddenly appeared and I drove the car straight into it laughing. I joked with my friend that as that prayer had worked, maybe I should now pray for my broken car stereo, which hadn't worked for months. So again, my best inner TV evangelist voice came out, and this time I laid hands on the stereo for dramatic effect. And as my hand touched the top of the stereo, I prayed my fake prayer. It instantly came on. The radio started blasting through the speakers, making me and my friend jump out of our skin and look at each other in disbelief. Now, I laughed it off and carried on with my day, but I did feel like God was messing with me slightly. I later discovered that the car stereo actually had a loose connection, so pushing it in slightly in that particular place had reconnected the wires and helped it to work again. But I didn't think that was, yeah, that was the simple answer. I had a feeling there was more to it. Now, I'm the type of person that I want to know how something works. You know, I want to know the right way to do something, and then I can do it and do it well. So for anybody that's familiar with the Enneagram, I'm a type one. So if you tell me what the rules are, I will follow them, unless they're stupid or unjust rules, and then I will break them. (laughs) But with faith, that can be a really hard place to be because there's so much unknown, so much mystery, so much grey and nuance and in-between. And I think nothing illustrates this more than prayer. 
So did God give me a parking space and heal my car stereo to prove a point? Or because he just likes messing with me? Or was it coincidence that the space appeared and that my hand hit that exact spot that reconnected those loose wires? I have no idea. And it's really frustrating. I want to know the rules, the process, so I can do it right and so it works. I want consistency and predictability and prayer almost never seems to offer that. But what it does do is throw up these big questions and it would take years, wouldn't it, for us to really explore all of those questions in depth. And even if we did that, we might find that actually there just aren't easy answers. And in some of the conversations I've had recently with lots of you, I know that you're asking these same questions. And it's come up to our church steering group meetings recently as we've considered the purpose and the function of prayer in our community life as a church. So what can we do? Well, firstly, we acknowledge the questions and we sit with them. So this is a community where it's okay to have questions, to wrestle with things, to have doubts. So please know if you're like me and you sometimes struggle with prayer, that's okay. You're loved and welcomed and accepted and your questions are great questions. Keep asking them. Secondly, we can learn from one another. Knowing that community is where we often find a different perspective on something that helps us see it in a new way. And that's why the focus of this series is going to be considering a bunch of different perspectives, viewpoints and experiences of prayer. We can also take comfort that we're not alone in wondering why or how we pray. In Luke chapter 11, one of Jesus' disciples asks Jesus to teach them how to pray. And this is how Jesus responds. This is from Luke chapter 11. When you pray, say, Father, holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. And a bit later on in the chapter, Jesus also says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. In Jesus' simple prayer, I think we can draw out not just how we might pray, but some of the purposes of prayer as well. So the first word is uttering that father or mother, perhaps, if you find that more helpful. That is a word of closeness, of relationship. So before prayer is anything, it is an intentional turning towards the God who we are in friendship with, who knows us and who we know. It is a recognition that God is with us and that we are on holy ground wherever we stand, that God is holy and like no one else. And in prayer, we ask for God's kingdom to come, don't we? For his will to be done, for his ways to become our ways. We remember that we're part of this kingdom already and that in prayer, we realign ourselves with it. We remember that it's our job to show people what that kingdom looks like. So we pray for it, but then we become the answers to our own prayers by going out there and getting on with it, by loving those around us, by being generous, by sharing what we have, by committing to a lifelong journey of growth and wholeness. And in prayer, we can ask God for what we need, simply and honestly, our daily bread. And I don't know how it all works, but sometimes I have to just sit back in trust that God will provide what I need in the right time and in the right way. In fact, some of the most gracious and loving answers to my prayers in the past have been when God has said no 
or not yet. I'm so thankful for the no's, uh, sometimes just as much as I am the yeses. And I love this simple idea of ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Ask, seek, knock. These are verbs. These are things that we do. So seeking involves movement and exploration. Knocking is a physical act. Prayer isn't prayer unless it compels us into action, into doing something. So we cry out to God about the world we want to see, and then we get up and we go out and make it happen. As I said earlier, we often become the answers to our own prayers and to the prayers of others. Prayer, I think, sometimes helps us become what we want to become. Richard Raw says this about prayer. Prayer is sitting in the silence until it silences us choosing gratitude until we are grateful and praising God until we ourselves are an act of praise. I think Jesus' words also show us that prayer is not just one thing for one purpose done in one particular way, as much as I wish that that was true. Prayer is a whole world in itself. So it's lament, it's the expression of pain, it's asking for what we need, it's praise and thanksgiving, it's silence and contemplation, it's relationship and connection. And of course, there's no right way to do it. You can pray with words, with songs, with images, films, music, and you can pray with total silence. It was a revelation to me a few years ago when someone suggested that I maybe should just shut up during prayer and listen but because maybe I wasn't getting the answers because I was too busy talking. So our series on prayer won't answer all your questions, or mine, but what we want to do is consider prayer from a few different perspectives, and maybe this will open up our understanding of it as we learn from one another. So we'll be hearing from a few different voices who see prayer in particular ways or from particular experiences. And in the community news email, every week from next week, we'll be sharing tips and tools that you can try to help you in your own prayer life. So I'm aware that this has very much been an introduction rather than an explanation. But as we come to a close, perhaps let's just remind ourselves of a few key things. So it's okay not to understand prayer, to have questions about it, to feel frustrated about it. Even the disciples didn't really get it. Prayer is a mystery, and it serves lots of different functions and purposes. And ultimately, prayer is an intentional turning towards God. It's a tool for our relationship with him. Prayer helps us become what we want to be and inspires us to become the answers to our own prayers and the prayers of others. So we ask, but then we seek and knock, which involves action. And prayer is sometimes silence. It doesn't have to involve words. In fact, some of what we go through, there aren't words. God wants to talk to us too and to be with us. So if you have particular ways that you pray or things that have helped you as you pray, we'd love to hear about them and feature them in our community news email. So just email them to me at joe.dolby at oasisbath.org. You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org.